Hi, my name is Susie. I'm a cruise addict and travel agent. Welcome back to Countdown Travels Podcast. In this episode, we have two very special guests with us today. So I can't wait for you to hear this amazing episode coming up on Countdown Travels Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to Countdown Travels Podcast. My name is Susie. I am a cruise addict and travel agent. And this is episode number four, and I am so excited for this episode because I have two very special guests on today. Now, please keep in mind that this is the very first time that I have guest speakers here with me on this podcast, but let me introduce you guys to two of my friends. Now, their names are just the coolest. Can I just share? It's Jesse and Jessica from the 5050 Media Hi, guys. Thank Hi. you for joining me today. Hi. Thank you for having us. It does really work so, out, the fact that it's Jesse and Jessica. It's like <laughs> the easiest thing ever. Did you guys plan that, by the way? Like, did you, like, how did that work? Tell me. <laughs> All I know is that when we met and she told me that, like, her name was Jessica, I was like, cool. Because I have, like, the hardest time with names. Like, I, so many times, even to this day, there's times that people say, like, hey, who's this person? Or, like, I say hi to someone and Jessica's like, hey, who is that person? I don't know. I forgot. So, so uh, he forget my name yeah easy <laughs> enough my, my my last question here about your name is this do you guys call each other jess jess and jess Mm-mm. not jess and jess but i call him jess yeah and other people call me jess, jess. actually before I, I met him other people some other people called me jesse um and then it got confusing because we would do things like as family and friends and then be like jesse and i turn around and he turn around so it'd be kind of awkward um, some of my f- like close friends call me Jess. I think my best friend calls me Jess. Mm-hmm. And then you are just Jesse to I'm her. I'm just Jesse. Yeah, that's it. Like no, no, no special. I, nobody nothing. calls him anything else but Jesse. I don't know if you heard. <laughs> he doesn't have real nicknames. Yeah, it's this whole dilemma. I don't know. It is what it is, Susie. What He's the only you? Mexican that didn't have a nickname. A nickname. Yeah, you, <laughs> you're so you're technically not a Jesus. No, no, I'm an actual Jesse. Yeah. You're not a Chewy. No. I, can I call you Chewy? No. You don't want to be called Chewy. No, because I'm not even, I'm not even, I'm not Jesus. I'm Jesse. He's, he is technically Jesse. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I, I think it's truly awesome that you guys are the J&J team here. So thanks again for coming on. And I just want to share really quickly that Jesse and Jessica have helped me with putting this podcast together. And I just want to say how eternally grateful I am for both of you because You've made one of my dreams come true, and I definitely could have not done this without your help Aww, and support. That's well, really sweet. Thank you for reaching out because you were brave enough to ask. Yeah, yeah. A lot of times <laughs> I'm the one reaching out to people, but you know, yeah. you reached out to us, and uh, the me- the moment I immediately jumped into it is because I when I heard your vision behind it, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, this sounds super cool. I, I want to work with this. Yeah, I think I opened the DM yeah. and heard all your audios, and I was like, Jess, like this girl. Yeah, you got to listen to her. She's she's a follower and. She's amazing and we love, we just love the whole concept. Yeah. It's different than like, you know, again, like other clients that we work with, but just like, just hearing the passion behind you in this industry, mm-hmm. even though we're not cruisers ourselves, we're like, okay, let's, let's jump on this. And you know what? Big congratulations to you, Susie. I've seen yeah. nothing but great things and great feedback. And it sounds great. Yeah. It, it's very fun to listen to. Yeah. So people are loving it. A hundred percent. 
Thank you guys. I am slightly crazy. I will admit, and I am slightly obsessed with putting myself on camera and this podcast allows me more time to talk than the one minute that Instagram gives me per story. So thanks again for uh, giving me the opportunity to learn from you guys. And it's just been like a great partnership. So thanks again. And you know, you kind of are segueing into the next topic of why did I decide to have you guys as my very first guest? Because <laughs> let's go, let's do it. Jesse, do you want to tell them why? Yeah, it's very simple. So basically, Susie said, Jesse, we need to crank out another episode and I have no idea what to do. No, I'm just kidding. That is not the why. Um, like I mentioned, we are not cruisers. We have a huge, like, you know, misconception or a lot of stigmas when it comes to the cruising industry. And this is like apparently your life goal to convert people to cruisers. So <laughs> I think it was like maybe our first or second meeting that we talked about how like we've never really been on a cruise. Yeah. And you were like, what? We have to talk about this. And we're like, let's try to format your podcast first and then we'll get into it. <laughs> so I mean, here we are. So this Susie. is us getting into it. Yeah, let, let, right, Let's see what you got. Convert us. <laughs> well, first of all, it's a tragedy that you guys have never been on a ship and Tragedy and ship shouldn't even be in the same sentence, right? But Hold on. Let's pause right there. We've been on a ship. We've been on a ferry. <laughs> We've been on a couple ferries. Oh, not a cruise ship, though. That doesn't count. <laughs> We've been on a canoe. Yeah, and plenty of float oh, downs. So. Yeah. Well, that that's the problem. See, that in itself, you're you're saying ferry, canoe, uh, un little barquito, the little boat, you know, like... Um, yeah, the, because we live really close to San Diego, um, our brother-in-law was in the navy yeah so we've seen those <laughs> yeah that's right that's as closest to a ship we've gotten yeah i think I'm we've seen the we've right seen now. the disney cruise ship but we've only we've, seen it we've been to the harbors but yeah. we've never been on one so i'm sorry that's all we have so let me ask you then the question why why not why haven't you gone on a cruise oh okay okay so it's really interesting you know because when we were speaking about this previously susie you're mentioning okay look you, you like to travel yes Jessica and I love traveling. We do, yeah. You like to eat. Yes, we love to eat. <laughs> we love traveling and trying new things. So, like, so far it's adding up. However, when it comes to putting all of those, you know, factors in a water, body of water, especially like an ocean or a sea. Aquatics. That's where I pull the, the plug on it, right? Yeah. It's just like, nope. I, I don't like large bodies of water. Si me baño, okay? I do shower. But I don't, I'm very fearful of um, the depth, I guess. <laughs> she saw Titanic and she said, nope, this is not um, for me. No, I don't mind. I don't mind movies like that. It's just like not knowing what's, I guess it's a fear of the unknown mm. and not knowing what's under there. And like just knowing that you're on top of this, like there's nowhere where I can go. And if I need to go to safety, I have to get on another little boat <laughs> to get, you know what I'm saying? I have Out to of get, the boat that's already to, in trouble. Exactly. I have to get in <laughs> closer to the water. And like the idea, like I've seen your TikToks and I follow you on TikTok and on Instagram. And I see how like, you're like, this is the best view. And I literally have a panic. Like I just, <laughs> I, I want to I support your views and stuff, but I'm like, you turn the camera towards like the ocean and it's an ocean view bathroom or something super luxurious and beautiful to the most people. And to me, it's like, I would not want that room, <laughs> but that's just me. Yeah. So that and I'm the, and I'm the complete opposite. I mean, that is probably the top reason why I go on cruises is because I love being out in the middle of the ocean. I don't think about what's underneath me because like there's a lot of sea life underneath me. <laughs> 
I remember, Jessica, you brought me back to a memory I had, uh, gosh, years ago. My husband and I cruised to the Caribbean. And when you're cruising uh, near Cuba, the captain will come on and tell you that you're cruising underneath the second largest oceanic trench um, as we're cruising. <laughs> and I'm like, really? Did you really have to say that right now? Because <laughs> I'm like... I know that the largest oceanic trench, I think, is not near us. Um, and it starts with an M, and I can't remember the name. But it's the second largest one. It's near Cuba. It's in the Caribbean. And I'm like, okay, that that totally was not necessary. But, uh, you know, we I, I just got off a cruise ship today, Jessica. I'm going on another one. I'm flying out to Seattle tomorrow to go to Alaska. She's so wild, man. I let's for work. I mean, you know, I'm so like sad that I have to go take a seminar on a cruise ship to Alaska, (laughs) (laughs) pull my arm. But I feel like for me, and I'm just sharing my uh, very opposite uh, thoughts from you guys is that when I depart, when that ship leaves land, I leave my worries on land. That's a cool way of looking at it. It really is because you're just there there's i mean you're it's you're kind of out of your control like you can't control this vessel this moving vessel that you're on and, and really I'm letting go but you see that no freak. and that's a, and that's an interesting <laughs> point cuz like you see those those are Jessica's terms and i live a very uh, under a very basic philosophy of happy wife happy life so you no, know if the missus is don't. not cool with it then you know i'm not going n- to subjugate her i'm not going to say never but i'm literally like just so you know, like essentially, clenching my, yeah. my fingers right now, just thinking about like being on the water. And, and the thing is, since we both like traveling, we're like, OK, cool, uh-huh. we can travel other ways that are not cruise worthy. However, that point that you made, Susie, is a really good point that you just kind of leave your problems because it's true. Like if we're flying, we're not in control either. You know, like I know that mm-hmm. it's a much shorter trip, you know, but, you know, in the oh, I have way more anxiety, Jesse. Fly. I have to fly tomorrow and I have way more anxiety about that because I know this. OK. If that plane crashes, it was nice knowing all of you. I, you see, I think, right? I think that's what we're more comfortable with. Because, like, if we die on a on a plane, <laughs> it's a lot more instant. If if the ship is sinking and we have to drown to death, mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish you could see my eyes rolling right now. <laughs> <laughs> we're very like you know we're very dramatic. Oh my people. god, yes, we're and very I, dramatic. I remember when we flew to the Philippines. Yeah, it was like a fourteen hour flight. Over the, the Pacific, only Pacific. Pacific. Oh my gosh! And then they were like, "Oh, and then you know you can change the the settings on your on your monitor to look at the camera that's underneath the plane looking <laughs> down, right? And you just see a black screen, yeah, because the whole time you're like over water. And then it didn't help that right before that I saw the Life of Pi. <laughs> Have you seen that movie? <laughs> <Yeah>. <sighs> <laughs> Susie can't with those right <laughs> I'm dying right now. Of course, the plane's gonna crash. We're I'm gonna be on shipwreck. I'm gonna, you know, like I'm the tiger. Yeah, it's just it was like this whole mo- like anxiety monologue in my own head because I I am I am not fearful of flying, but I get anxiety regardless. We're Latinos, what, Susie. Rather. We're just super extra <laughs> and think of the worst right off the bat. Yeah, and but. It, but knowing that I was flying over water made me more anxious than like when we're flying to New York from mm. from like San Diego. You there know? you go. So to answer your question, we're scared, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's just what am I what am I willing to put my body through when it comes to anxiety? There you go. <laughs> 
Yeah, and then and that's that's actually a really hard one too because I could sit here until I'm blue in the face to tell you how safe cruising is. And you know what, Jessica, I'm going to do that. Tell yes, I'm going to tell you how safe cruising is because honestly, aside from people jumping off the ship, which does happen, unfortunately, um, there's only two reasons why, like, really, you can die on a cruise ship. So it it has to people that are committing suicide will jump off. And once you, once you jump off there, there's a chance, slight chance that you'll ever be found. Actually, that just happened just the other day on one of the carnival ships from Florida. No way. Really? Yeah. 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 Some guy, some guy jumped off and usually it's, it's they're committing suicide or a, a lot of alcohol. Like, so there's not that like, Oh my gosh, I tripped and no, <laughs> like the railings are so high. Uh, I've been cruising for the, for 20 years now. My children have been cruising with us. Um, the accidents have happened, uh, in the cruise industry are man-made. So let's talk about Titanic for a second. You know, that happened because of human error. It didn't, it, it happened because the, the captain ignored all the different notices like, hey, slow down. There's icebergs in the area. And he was on a mission to get the ship to New York to break a record. So that whole Titanic could have been avoided. One, the next biggest cruise ship accident happened in the 90s. Um, Costa Concordia cruise line in Italy. Okay. The ship um, had gotten too close to. Um, I think they hit like a reef or something or, or oceanic ridge or something. And the ship, the ship started, uh, tilting to the side, but that was a human error. The captain, I know some details that I really can't share about what really happened, but the captain totally messed up on getting too close. And he ended up, I don't know if you guys heard the whole story. He ended up like, He's like, peace, I'm out. Yeah, right. Abandon the ship, which a captain should never do. He's in prison right now. Yeah, because that's right. I remember reading that, that. That's a felony. Wow. Did people survive or were there? There was like, I think between, now don't quote me because I don't know off the top of my head, between 30 to 40 people that died. Yikes. Now, thousands of people got off. They safely got off. But that whole, that whole Costa Concordia accident was human error. Okay. So that means so that the, like a tsunami or a hurricane or anything like that those are not even heard of then essentially so a tsunami okay let's let's go teacher let's talk about a tsunami because <laughs> a tsunami yeah. my friend jesse would not happen on a cruise ship because the tsunami is is waves underwater and then once it reaches land is when it uh, creates you know uh-huh. trouble so yeah uh-huh i'm a little smart aren't i But yeah, so you're actually safe. Um, Of course, you have like storms, you know, where, you know, you can have a rogue wave or something like that. That's not very common. There's so much (laughs) modern technology now where captains will avoid hurricanes. Captains will navigate through the waters. These ships, you guys, have arms that extend out from the side of the ship. A lot of the newer ships where it helps stabilize the ship if you are in rough waters because of Titanic and accidents like that, <laughs> they have, you have mustard drills, not mustard, like the kind you put on a hot dog, um, but it's called M-U-S-T-E-R drills. The minute you get on the ship, they make sure that every single person knows where their muster station is at. 
every single room has life jackets. I mean, the protocols are in place to keep us safe is crazy. They go through constant drills, the crew, the staff. I mean, we know exactly like if something were to happen, what we need to do. Now, I know you're afraid of the ocean, but do you know, Jessica, what's the biggest threat to a cruise ship? (laughs) (laughs) Alcohol. No, just kidding. Um, Alcohol, yeah, that would have been. Like bad maintenance? No, it's actually fire. Oh. That's ironic, no? Like, imagine that. Yeah, it it is it is fire, and that's why when there's no there's no candles allowed on a cruise ship. You can't bring your own iron. Um, you can't really bring anything that like will you know like if you leave it somewhere, it's gonna like burn. And so the biggest threat on a cruise ship is fire. And what again the cruise lines do is eliminate that as much as possible. Because if you have, for example, let's say. You're on a cruise ship and you hit the bottom of a reef or something and it creates a hole in the cruise, the cruise ship. What do you think happens? Do you think you sink? I mean, that's what I would think right off the bat. According to Titanic. (laughs) According to every Hollywood movie that we've seen, it immediately starts going south. Um, They actually have compartments that close. They have doors. They and so they shut that part of the ship so it doesn't flood the other areas. And I know you saw that in Titanic, yeah. Jesse, but really, I mean, that was in 1914, if I remember correctly, <laughs> or 1912, something like that. So it was a long time ago. So that's not going to happen. So it's good to know that, like, when it comes to like the safety aspect, that's that's we're, we're covered in that in that problem. Yeah, and the, and the only way really to fall off a ship is again, you know, by choice or. If you just are being dumb and you drink too much and, you know, you lose consciousness or something like that. So in terms of safety, because we're talking about why wouldn't you go on, go on a cruise? Cruise ships are very safe. And I think that, you know, the fear of water, I think maybe that's something that you can explore. We could start off in a lake, for example. Oh, yeah. Or... You don't want to see me in a lake. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jessica's more comfortable in the sea than the lake. Just... <laughs> Susie, I don't even go in pools. Oh, my goodness. That's bad. <laughs> we, when we went on our honeymoon, like, Jesse, that's the thing. Jesse loves the water. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm all for Jesse's it. Jesse's all for it. Mm-hmm. This is all me. I'm depriving him of, like, exploring more stuff. She doesn't let me be. I don't let him be. But um, when we were on our honeymoon, we went to, like, the Dominican Republic. We were in a resort. He was just, like, swimming everywhere. And I just had my little feet, like, on the side of the pool that's most shallow i i need to see where my feet are and (laughs) when i was a little girl i don't i don't attest this to like this being the sole reason but i don't like this either when i was a little girl my parents would always take us to um the beach and the beaches here around our area are not mm, the cleanest and the nicest Mm -mm. the colorado river part where we live is not the cleanest Mm And but it was always like a pastime and it was like like almost forced on us that we had to get in and I never wanted to. And I think maybe that's another thing where it's like I didn't want to be forced to get in. I don't want to do this. And then one one time I must have been like seven or eight. I had my little feet in and a fish literally came up and sucked on my thumb, (laughs) on my toe, my big toe. And I freaked out and I got so because I didn't see it coming because the river was so dark and 
gross. I couldn't see where my feet were at. I didn't have river shoes or anything. I was just like there. And so now if I go into the ocean, I want to see where my feet are going. And if I see anything remotely like fishy, mm-hmm. if there's something fishy going on, <laughs> I, I don't, I step away. I don't like it. <laughs> so as you can see, Susie, this is a, uh, yeah, this is going to be a hard one. <laughs> now, now that being said, I'm, 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 yeah. I'm 80% convinced. Like, you know, safety is not my issue. I'm not going to say never because see, I have heard that, you know, and you've told me this, that like, once you're on there, like you don't feel anything either. You're, it's like a big city, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which funny enough, that's my issue with cruise ships because <laughs> that, that didn't help. You know, it didn't help my argument, Susie, that when I was like, Hey babe, I want to get on a boat and travel with you. I wasn't thinking cruise ships. Like I wanted to get on those cargo ships that have no stabilizers, like the ones that like, <laughs> like I want to work, no. you know, I want to become a sailor, you know, like, and I was like, babe, this is so cool. Cause they let you work your travel or your journey through that way you don't have to like pay anything. And I was like, that is going to be so cool, babe. Imagine us living and working there. And she's like, are you crazy? And then I would show her like the places that it would go through on the shipments and like the storms and I didn't help much, to be honest, but I kind of, yeah. is it weird that I kind of want that experience, Susie? I want like, the sailor life. Can you do that on a cruise ship? Is there like, because you mentioned like there's newer cruise ships that have like more safety features. So is there like a mm-hmm. tier list kind of like, oh, this is for the beginners. This is for the adventurers, the ones that want to just go wild and just have like the. Well, <laughs> there's definitely, I mean, if, if Jessica were to ever say, you know what, I'm going to get over my fear. I'm going to medicate myself yeah. and we're going to go on a cruise ship, right? That's what alcohol is for. As as a travel advisor that specializes in cruises, I mean, I would definitely think several things. I would think the length of a cruise, the season of, of the cruise and where you want to cruise to and the actual cruise ship. I would not put you guys on a small ship. I would put you on a bigger ship because the bigger the ship, the less movement you feel. Like if you go on a canoe, you're going to feel those waves. If you go on a cruise ship, Jesse, that is 180,000 gross tons. I guarantee you, you're not going to feel it as much unless there's a storm. That's then true. you're going to feel some movement, you know, but on some of these larger cruise ships, you don't feel uh, the movement as much as you would on a smaller cruise ship. So where would you put me in and at what time of the year? Like what cruise well, would you suggest for me? Short? The biggest, shortest, no, nearest the yeah, shore. N- n- no, yeah. no, hopefully no storm. Cabo San Lucas and <laughs> the most boring time. Okay, because I know you guys live in Arizona, right? So I would actually have you drive to LA and we would do a three night um, Ensenada cruise. It just goes to Ensenada. Ensenada is a town not too far from Tijuana, which is the border town. So we would go there. Why? Because it's short. And like, if you're like, Susie, I'm done. I tried it. We could get you off in Ensenada. You can drive (laughs) You can get off it. Yo, it's literally. It takes us. It would take us longer to get to LA than to Ensenada. You can get off off of them. Yeah, you can just like not go back. You can do that if you needed to get off. Absolutely. If you're like, I, I can't. I'm, I'm, I'm just like sick. I'm like, yeah. Oh yeah. That makes. I could. Yeah, you can get off. Jessica wants an exit option. Okay. Have your passport. Yeah, you're yeah. driving home. Yeah, I speak Spanish. I can, I can, I can get through. <laughs> yeah. So thinking of everything you've said, that's a very short cruise. It's not far from Arizona. The embarkation port would be Long Beach or, La- or LA, and we can get you off in Ensenada, and we'd be like, okay, you, you tried it. Thank you. You get, you know, 
an award for participation. Yeah. Like, <laughs> wait, so what are the penalties for you getting off of it? Though, Ooh, like, not, not completing your cruise. Yeah, good question there. Like, I don't think there's any penalties. You just get off. You're not going to get your money back. So you would, you know, they're very cheap. First of all, you guys, those cruises, those three night cruises, are super cheap. As a matter of fact, Jessica, I will do this for you. You decide to go on a three day cruise. I'll pay for it. Ooh. <laughs> that is how like, hardcore I am okay, about this. Like, come with me. Like, here's the thing, Susie, right? Which which leads us to the next portion. Once, okay, because if I'm gonna do a cruise, I've told you, I want to go all out with all the stereotypes with it. I want to be the tackiest tourist because that's what I think of. Honestly, when I think of a cruise, you know, we think of you know the Hawaiian shirts, the the ladies, <laughs> the, the sandals. You know, well. we're thinking older people. You know what I mean? Like we're oh, young, hip, you. cool millennials. You know what I mean? So I want for the for the irony of it, go yeah. super tacky. <laughs> and Jessica's <laughs> worried about that. So is there more than just tacky cruise ships, or what, what's going on? I'm so glad that you're talking about this now because I think the other thing that I'm constantly having to justify for is that I am not that the misconception of what cruise travel, who goes on cruises nowadays, because traditionally speaking, the cruise industry started, well, if we take it back to the Titanic days, they were called ocean liners. They were a method of transportation between people in Europe and then those of us here, you know, in the United States, particularly the New York area, right? So Titanic and those ships um, the Queen Mary, for example, were used for, because there was no airplanes, it was used for um, getting from point A to point B. They're called ocean liners. Now they've kind of changed and evolved because obviously we have airplanes. It's much faster to go via airplane than cruise ship. They become a form of entertainment. It's kind of like an appetizer sampler. So if you board a ship in Florida and you're going to the Caribbean, let's say you go to the Eastern Caribbean that takes you to St. Martin, St. Thomas, Tortola, uh, Puerto Rico, you have, and you're like, Ooh, I really like this port and I really don't like this port. So maybe I want to come back and spend some time in St. Martin or, you know, I went to Jamaica and I didn't really care for Jamaica, you know? So it kind of gives you a little taste of different islands because no two islands are the same. They're very, very different. And you can kind of figure out what you like and what you don't like without having to pack your bags, pack and pack, pack and unpack. And I know you guys have done that type of travel, right? So the nice part of cruise travel is that it's the convenience of being able to visit different, different destinations. So once the cruise industry started up, it was Princess Cruise Lines, which is the original love boat. You guys know the love boat. Da, da, da. No. no, you're younger than I am. <laughs> <laughs> that was awkward. I'm like, silence. They don't know what the love boat is. <laughs> no, what's the love boat? It sounds familiar. Wait, you're serious? <laughs> All I know is that one song from the '80s, uh, "Rock the Boat, Rock the Boat, Baby." That's oh no, no, I'm tired right now. <laughs> you guys have never heard of the love, the show, the love boat. No. Who who was on it? Um, Kathy Lee Gifford was the godmother of the love boat. Yeah, I have no. Um. Um, what's his name? Tattoo, the little, uh, era una, um, uh, oh my God. And Anito. Well, I don't know how to say that in English. The sweet life <laughs> of Zach and Cody. Oh my gosh. No. About it. So it is a very old show. I was a kid when it existed because I am a little older than you guys are, but, um, so they had the, the, that's how the cruise line industry kind of took off was, uh, princess cruise lines, the love boat. And so now it started off with like a more seasoned kind of cruiser. 
but it's evolved. My goodness, has it evolved. It is like good for families, um, multi-generational families. They have, now we have an adult only cruise line called Virgin Voyages. Jesse, this is one of the ones that I told you that you would like. Mm. Um, Richard Branson started his own cruise line and it's totally anti-cruise. Like everything that you would think, um, there's no like to the right, to the right, to the left. There's no Cupid shuffle. There's no (laughs) wobble wobble. No limbo. what about the limbo? Because like they do that. And nobody does a freaking limbo. Come on. Like, okay. Everybody does a limbo on the cruise ship. That's like You've never been on one. What are you talking that's about? That's like 85% of the reason why I want to get on the cruise You've ship. You've never I wanna... been on one. Everybody does it. Yeah, You've everybody. never been on one. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a misconception, right? Like that, oh, you only play shuffleboard and bingo. No, I mean, and, and you and can I... ice skate. You can, you can go on go-karts, Jess. You can go on surf simulators. You can go on a carousel. I mean, the water slides, it is truly an all-inclusive type of experience if you think about it. Mm -hmm. So they cater to everyone, most of the lines. Some lines, you know, I would say are, like Holland America has more seasoned type cruisers. Again, Virgin Voyages is adults only, but Royal Caribbean, Carnival, Norwegian, these ships are meant for families. Mm. And so that everyone has a little fun and they're not boring. There's something to do every single day. If you want to be busy, you, you pull out your planner for the day and you do different things on Virgin Voyages, Jesse. I know you, I, you, I know you wouldn't do this cause I've gotten to you a little bit, but you can get a tattoo. <laughs> like people can go and get a tattoo. What's Literally like, they have a tattoo shop on that ship. Wow. Well, there's a storm going on. Like imagine like the boat, oh, they don't Wait, rock, is right? it like Vegas. Can you also get married? Yeah. Sounds like Vegas. Yeah, you can get you can get married on a cruise ship. Absolutely, you have a wedding on a cruise ship. So wait, I'm I'm curious. So like, the Virgin is the anti-cruise initiative. So like, you know, what what does that mean? So I'm I'm kind of curious about that one. Well, they don't even call it cruises; they call them voyages. Ooh. And we're not called cruisers; we're called sailors. Ooh. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So it is true. Every time that I see an advertisement for a cruise. Um, it's families. It's very targeted towards families. Uh, we don't have children. We don't. <laughs> so, um, to me, I I can see myself going on a cruise if like we planned a family trip because we do have a lot of nie- nieces and nephews, and I think that for the sake of the family trip, I would get over it. I would like suck it up and try my best and take all the you know, stress reliever, (laughs) you know, like any type of tequila that I need to get through my day. But that that's the only way that I would see myself saying, yes, I'll go. Or if my, you know, growing, getting older parents would want to go. Or if I can convince you about the super hip one. Or or that. that. that But I don't see, I never saw it as something that's targeted for our age group that decided not to have children. Yeah, that's true. It's like, and and maybe that's what these virgin voyages are because it's very much so. It's always the demographic is not us. It's Mm -hmm. like, there's no, there's no hipster cafe being brewed with, you know, $17 (laughs) above charge. So for that reason. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I'll tell you, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me at all. We've uh-huh. got, we've gone, we've done plenty of things. We went to the zoo, right? Jesse to- took me to the safari zoo for our anniversary so I could see a giraffe and be close to one. And literally like we were the, it, the kids were coming in free. So there was a bunch of families that mm-hmm. day. 
and it doesn't bother me. But but what I'm saying is like the marketing, like the advertising for cruising is always like that, like big families come and, you know, it's always little kids and like older people. It's never really like anyone in between. That's right. And I think you bring up a good point because I know that the cruise lines are trying to, you know, change that, you know, like even on Disney, I was on a Disney cruise ship last week. There was a lot of millennials like y'all on the <laughs> ship where they're like diehard, like Disney YouTubers and content creators. And you could see because they had their gear and I'm like, oh, yeah, here's another one <laughs> um, that, you know, they walk around and I know they're a little younger than I am and there's no kids or so they have areas on the ship where they're adult only areas like they have the adult only restaurant adult only pool adult only coffee shop that's where i hung out a lot i i have kids but your kids are older um, yeah and well they still annoy me sometimes i hope they're not listening to this but (laughs) but they're not little that they need like supervision 24 7 like you know yeah yeah trying to so but you know you you bring up a good point that i think that uh, with as we progress through society and people are not having big families like they used to and people are choosing to, you know, be dinks, you know, dual income, no kids, families like you guys, uh, you have something like Virgin that could totally, I know, I know I would be willing to bet I would wear Raider gear, Jesse, because he knows I'm not a Raider <laughs> fan for an entire week if I could get you on that cruise ship because I know it would be a product that you like. It would be something that I really think you, it's a great food, the entertainment, the music. Um, there are no kids on that ship. The overall energy is very non-cruisy like now. There are like celebrity cruise lines that there's not a lot of kids, but it's more refined, really great food, amazing shows, like Broadway quality shows. And I know, again, because I've gotten to know you, Jesse, you like musical theater stuff and I can appreciate you know that. So I, again, if you were to say, Susie, I want to book a cruise, I know what I would not put you on. That's awesome. And, and that's why you and, need a travel agent. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, like, <laughs> and, and that's probably the beauty of like curating everything. Because you see, like every time when we thought about cruising a ship, all I knew was, all right, well, you go to, the you know, Disney, like the Disney Expedia.com app. and yeah. then just click on X amount of days and that's it. You know, like I, I never knew that there was a whole very personal curation behind it. So, yeah. I mean, it just kind of speaks volumes to the value that you bring with whatever it is that you do, Susie, which is like, hey, man, I'm not just booking you a vacation. I'm, I'm curating all of this for you. So ticking, it can be ticking off all your bucks. Yeah, like it's safe for Jessica. She's not going to die. It's going to be in a time <laughs> where she is going to be, you know, calm water. She has a planner, but also it's a kind of a hipster or not hipster, I would say, but it's a more modern approach to the typical cruising that we are kind of, you know, learn to stigmatize. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that 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 sounds interesting, honestly. Yeah, it does. And there's a lot of people right now that are are diving because I, you know, I book travel every day, and my specialty is cruise travel. That are first time cruisers, and I think that the more that we work, at, I don't really, Jesse, consider myself a content creator, even though I do create content because I don't do YouTube and all that. I have a pretty nice following on TikTok. TikTok yeah, I was going to say, like, yeah, you know, when you, when you saw the, when you saw, mentioned that you saw the content creators on YouTube or like, oh, there's another one. I was, I was immediately thinking, man, you should go flex your TikTok page for these dudes. Yeah. Cause like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, YouTube creation, uh, content creation takes a long time. There's a lot of editing that goes on mm-hmm. and, you know, having a full-time job, three kids, a husband, and a job that takes a lot of my time, especially when I'm traveling, like I can't, it's really hard to do that. And I don't want to like, 
bite off more than I can chew. And quite frankly, like I'm happy right now with what I have yeah. in some, a lot of those content creators, that's all they do Yes, is create content. Yes. They don't, they don't do like, I, I have a business. I run a business and that's the part that's a little like, how much time do I put aside Jesse to creating content? That's because why we like podcasts. Here, it's it's a slower burn and it's more your pace while growing your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, you're preaching to the right. choir when it comes to that, Susie, all day. But I think more than ever, you know, from 2020 on, like I got slammed on social media for going on cruises last year. They got a die. really bad rep, right? Because oh my when gosh. COVID well, broke out. For years, even before COVID, Jessica, they were like, you're going to get norovirus and it's dirty and Constantly yeah. being referred to as a petri dish. Again, yeah. misconception of the cruise industry. And so the cruise lines have worked extra hard in changing a lot of their things to make it really kind of stand out like, hey, like this type of travel is safer than any type of travel. It's cleaner on a cruise ship than it is on an airplane. You know, you're safer on a cruise ship than you are at Disney World. So like several things in my my goal, Jesse and Jessica, has been to prove how safe we can do this and you know, the different sides of cruise travel that you don't see, you know, and I, I, cause I am not, if you look at me, like I am not what you would consider. Like I never do the wobble wobble. <laughs> and if you do, that's fantastic. Like dude, more power to you if you do the wobble wobble. But I, there's different things that I like about the cruise industry that I don't think you see as much on social media. Like I enjoy the good music. I enjoy a good drink. I enjoy good food. But for me, it's again, that disconnect from land that really is like good for my soul. It's therapy. And not only that, but meeting people from different countries. Like we met That's um, cool. yeah, I can see. the DJ from last night on the Royal Caribbean cruise that I was on is from Ukraine. Oh. And so we, you know, his family's there. So like you get to really have these personal conversations from people all over the world. Ooh. I have friends from India that are crew members. I have one from South Africa that I'm very close to the Ukraine, Philippines, a lot of Filipino crew. And so what other type of travel is going to give you that Jesse? What other type of travel, Jessica is going to allow you to meet people from all over the world in one place? Yeah, I think, think about that. I think when yeah. it comes to like the most, um, como so dice, it, it's like it's so packed within the itinerary that, you know, within within a, a cruise ship, even though if it's big, it's still relatively small comparing to like, you know, going to a city for X amount of time because we, we that's actually happened to us that we like, for example, perfect example would be New York. We go to New York. We purposely did not do a lot of the touristy stuff because you don't meet New Yorkers there. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you purposely every time we go to a major city, we purposely try not to do the major touristy stuff because we want to get an actual authentic feel of where we're going. So it is kind of neat knowing that, you know, on a cruise ship, at the very least, you know, with the with the crew members, you kind of start getting more of that connection, you know, because we, we enjoy that when we've gone to the resorts. Um, You know, for example, when we went to our our honeymoon in the Dominican Republic, we stayed there uh, at a resort and we connected really nice. Uh, with the people that were working there, you know, because obviously when we started speaking Spanish and they spoke Spanish, we just connected a lot quicker. So we do enjoy that aspect. So that actually sounds really nice. No, and it makes sense because you're there for like, you're not just there one night, you know, yeah. you're there for a couple of days on the ship and you get to see the same people, I assume, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like this morning I had uh, the the magician from the, the ship that I was on. We ended up talking to him. We gave him a ride to LAX. He was the funniest dude ever. His name's Jason Magic. 
I'm promoting. Okay, shout out to Jason Magic. He's super funny, you guys, but like I got to know him and I got to meet him. And, you know, when you get to hear their story about some of these crew members, you guys, that leave their families for like eight months at a time and you they show you their picture, they're like, this is my son. He's five years old. And they work so hard and the service they provide to you, it kind of like, I don't want to say like, I feel sorry for them, but I'm so thankful for them. And I know that like, it makes me want to be a better person by giving back to them. You know, I've, my friend and I bring chicharrones because the Filipino crew love chicharrones. So we'll like stuff our suitcase with chicharrones or chocolates or extra tips. Like I remember on one of my cruises last year, gané dinero in the casino. I won money. And so I got a bunch of like ones and fives and I would just like every crew member that I'd be like, here, buy yourself a coffee or here, you know, like, and so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not telling you that like, I'm uh, what's that one saint that is supposed to give Teresa, yeah, mother Teresa, I'm not mother <laughs> Teresa, Teresa or whoever that one, you know, but I, I do love giving back. And I think that for me, this is the therapy of why I go on cruises. Because I feel like if I'm able to give back and learn from other people and really pay it forward, yeah, I can come back to my job and be like, okay, this is why I'm doing this. This is why I'm working hard, not only for my family and for my children, but really like at the end of the day, when I go to bed, I want to feel good about what I'm doing with my life, not just the experiences, the fun, you know, the the tangible items that I have, like, you know, I want to be able to say at the end of the day, like, all right, you're doing okay. Yeah. I like you're, that. Susie. Okay. I, I think yeah. you resonate with that. Because yeah. Because like, you know, for example, again, I know 1914, but the, the Titanic, you know, there's this huge like social class associated with cruising that it was like super snobby, right? Like, you know, if you like was, a higher class, exactly. It was a has and the has not. So I'm not saying that every cruiser that is there is going to be a certain way. It's, you know, definitely there's it's, it's a lot of diversity, but I really do like that approach that, you know, um, you're, you're, you're there to not just enjoy yourself. Like if you're going to pa- be pampered, you're absolutely going to be pampered. But at the same time, mm-hmm. you know, you really are connecting with other people as well without that, you know, snobby, like, you know, super snobby perspective or approach that. Sometimes Thinking that cruising is only for a certain class. Andale. Exactly. That exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. I like yeah, that. because honestly, I don't know anybody like in my immediate family that was well, not a very Mexican or Latino thing for us. To, like, Are there a lot of Latinos on, on cruise ships? Cruising? Yeah, or, I know in the I, crew for sure, right? But well, like cruising? You know, si te subes, if you go on a cruise from Florida, um, you have a lot of Puerto, Ric- Puerto Ricanos, Dominican, Venezolanos, Colombianos, um, a cruise from LA, you're going to have a lot of, um, Mexicanos like us, like you and I. So it really, honestly, like I book a lot of people. I, my two Puerto Rican friends, they, they book, uh, a lot of people from Puerto Rico, from the East coast, Cubanos. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely not a type of travel that, because I think there's a lot of people like Jessica in our, in our culture, right? Uh, that have those fears. So I think it's definitely a place where I want to put a lot of energy into and expose this type of travel for our gente, for, you know, the people of, of Latin American countries that it is a possibility. So I just don't think it's, there's been a lot of media attached to that. Yeah. So, so basically like, you know, with this here, we get, okay, it it sounds like it's relatively safe. Cool. (laughs) Sounds like it can be curated to many different likes and wants and needs. That's cool. 
But on top of that, Susie, we are, like you said, millennials and we like missions and purpose. I was going to say that when she was talking about purpose, like mm. that she feels like she goes on a cruise and she feels fulfilled. I want to be And I think, I think that that we're shifting into that kind of lifestyle. Yes. And I really, I really do believe that like when you invest in something or you or you take a part of something, we are now looking into things that are going to give back. Yes. And for me, it's a huge, like to me, <laughs> it's a very good feeling to know that if I do X and Y, or if I buy something from this place, they're going to plant a tree somewhere, you know, I'm like, really, exactly. It, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and yeah. I, I purposely look for like, we, we don't just go to a zoo that, that we know is going to be harming their animals. Jesse and I always go to places like sanctuaries and that we know that this money is going to like help this animal like not be extinct or recover from whatever was happening in their life. They got sick. They rescued it from no sé qué. Right. So we like to put our money towards missions and towards things that are going to give back to our environment how, and our how planet. Do we, how do we enjoy ourselves by, but also at the same time be able to sleep with ourselves at night? Yeah, purpose. Like <laughs> traveling with purpose. How I do guess. we do that, Susie? <laughs> Well, a lot of the cruise lines, and I have a few that I will touch on, have really started to target that. I would say in the past 10 years, really putting effort into how do we make cruising not only safer, but also not leaving that you know footprint of not destroying our wildlife, not polluting our waters. And I'll give you some examples. Royal Caribbean uh, has one of their ports is in Haiti. Now, if if you've heard of Haiti in the media, in the news, they've gone through a lot. I mean, they're, they've gone through political uh, political unrest. I think, wasn't there like prime minister, some, there, somebody was murdered recently, right? Not only that, but like earthquakes. Yes. Like they've had right. their entire um, cities demolished, um, a lot of poverty. So one of their stops, one of Royal Caribbean's ports is called Labadee. And it's in the country of Haiti. Royal Caribbean is one of the lines that invests in their ports by creating schools for the locals, creating jobs for the locals. In Labadee, there are 7,000 village residents that have now have access to water and sanitation facilities. I know when I was on Carnival last year, they um, have... Uh, invested in the local community, was it in the Dominican Republic, where they create uh, water, they have water towers, they have plumbing for the local residents. Because when you invest in those ports, you're helping the ports because now people want to go there because it's so pretty and the beaches and the food. Yeah. So you have to also give back to the local community. So you have people running, you know, the different tour operators or running working at the port or running the restaurants people want to go off and you want to have some local cuisine well you have to have restaurants so it's all about paying it forward to um, building new ports and providing jobs i mean such a like thing that you and i take for granted like clean water and plumbing. Yeah. you know mm -hmm. so you know royal caribbean has been committed to that norwegian cruise lines has uh i was telling jesse this other day they uh, no longer have plastic water bottles for water. It's all uh, uh, cartons, milk, milk, like a milk uh, carton, uh, box water is what it's called. Excuse me. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. And there's no more plastic straws. 
They're all paper straws. Saving the turtles, you guys. The turtles. <laughs> there you go, millennials. They're saving the turtles. Uh, <laughs> there are other cuisines that also really have, uh, per- they, they buy these private islands. A lot of them are in the Bahamas. And um, MSC is one that they, it's called the Ocean Key Marine Reserve, where they actually build um, coral reefs uh, so that, you know, you can have the sea life uh to have fish have a sea life. And it's so important to have that, you know, for the oceans to have corals instead of destroying them. Oh, so they could like create uh, like sanctuaries for like... Yes, exactly. Uh, a lot of the cruise ships right now are are starting to switch to LNG uh, powered cruise ships. So what is LNG? Have you heard of it? Mm-mm. No. Liquefied natural gas. So LNG is one of the, the cleanest burning non electric marine fuel so it uh, reduces uh, emissions by 99 percent and it also reduces nitrogen oxide emissions by 85 percent so wow those are not no joke numbers that's that's wild yeah and you know a cruise ship is a like it it's like a city that functions within itself so it uses its own water um, they have their own like osmosis systems. Ooh, say the word, Susie. You're so close. You see those key words, and it's gonna like send all millennials through. Is it self-sustaining? <laughs> it, 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 it is self-sustaining. Is it self-sustaining, Susie? Wait, listen to this one. Ready? I'm gonna rock your world. They have they have composts on the ship. Oh, panels? Do they need panels? I don't know. But they need solar panels. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going. I think the only bet maybe the only way to get this like more eco-friendly is if they like literally tie the whales to the rope oh, so they can wow. pull the ships, but. <laughs> oh wow! Well, so I, I know that MSC is the safest cruise line when in terms of not harming whales. By the way, oh, if you guys, nice. they just got that recently. But and you, know, in addition, they partner up with like Royal Caribbean partners partners up with uh, WWF with WW. And mm-hmm. I'm not talking about the wrestling. The wrestling, yeah. No, World Wildlife Fund, mm-hmm. where you know they are able to help ensure that. Not only do the cruise ships, you know, and not harming the wild animals, but also investing in the destinations and working oh, right. with tour operators that are going to respect wildlife. And so there's a lot of partnership that goes on from the cruise lines with other organizations. Um, Royal Caribbean has sustainable seafood. Uh, so I think they're definitely doing a lot on their part to reduce their footprint on this on this earth and again if you were to go on a cruise ship you would see like the signs that they have like you know don't like let's save the mermaids like on on disney they have a little aerial (laughs) and then the towel will be like you know if you want to say you know conserve water like reuse your towel like maybe they they have a lot of market that that better because like yeah they if they market more like saving turtles and eco-friendly stuff um possibly our demographic would be more interesting than the folks that are showing like you know rip off margaritas so mm-hmm. i don't know like they have their own recycling on board you guys yeah we would have their we had no recycling. clue about that like you know what i mean like we have no clue so if i go on a, on a cruise lines website would this information be out there absolutely okay absolutely so uh, i did some research you know before this podcast to make sure to to give you guys some items in case you were to ask me as millennials that you are about, <laughs> you know, the environmentally friendly stuff. And you can definitely go on the cru- cruise lines website and find that information. Um, but, you know, I've given you several things to consider and I will keep my word because this is going to be recorded and published. 
<laughs> our friendship is definitely not over. Um, and I want Jessica for you to consider one day joining my husband and I on a cruise. And uh, we'll see. Like, uh, I know that your fear, I respect your fear. Um, but I also know that, you know, for everyone listening, don't let these stereotypes of cruise travel stop you from possibly trying your first cruise because there's so many more positives to this industry, like even meeting you guys. And, you know, I met you through someone had mentioned and that someone was friends with someone else in the cruise line industry. And that's how kind of I found your podcast. And I, I fell in love with this concept of bilingual podcast and I could relate a lot to what you guys were sharing, but all of this really honestly was, uh, because of the, the cruise line industry, you guys didn't, didn't know that. So Ford Quarterman, Ford Quarterman, excuse me. Uh, he, uh, had, was friends with someone that worked on a real Caribbean ship. I forgot her name, but I was following her and she posted about Ford. Ford posted about you. And that's how I, I found out about you guys. Wild. That's so crazy. <laughs> and so I never told you that, did I? Oh, it to no. the cruise industry. That's right. <laughs> industry. It's Whether the you like industry. it or not, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like it. I like that's it. That's a cute story. <laughs> that is so cool. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I'm never going to say never, um, especially because you make me feel uh, seen and safe. I feel like if jesse were to just present this to me out of nowhere like (laughs) hey i just booked us a cruise like i would just panic yeah that's true but because you know you are so good at your job (laughs) that's that's definitely it 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 makes me feel more comfortable that that i'm being taken into consideration with in all of my anxieties that's true yeah that's true because a lot of people that maybe are a little bit like maybe just iffy about even taking the plunge and trying yeah. it is it's the unknown. So just the fact that you can go over those details yeah. and be like, look, we're going to answer so, as many of the unknowns as possible. Will that make you feel better? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. Yeah, well, thank you for that. You guys, I really do appreciate it. Again, like I, I'm very honest in, in everything that I do, uh, sometimes too honest, but you know, to summarize this, some cruise travel is not for everyone and I get it. I totally get it. But for people that talk negatively about the cruise lines and still have never tried it, that's where I'm like, dude, you gotta, you gotta back up. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so for my job, you know, with this podcast is to create that, that space of sharing what I love about it. And it's just not the wobble wobble or the Cupid shuffle or plain bingo or, you know, those cheesy misconceptions or stereotypes. It's about sharing with you guys what I take from it because there's a whole nother world to it. And so I hope that one day we'll get you there. And when you're ready, you know who to call. For, yeah. That's, for all of this. Like, you're going to be our go-to person, Susie. Like, yeah, you know, for like, sure. I love, I love like figuring out travel, but um, a lot of times I look and read the regulations myself, but it's true. What Jessica mentioned, a lot of times I figure out things and then I kind of leave her in the dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, babe, we, we draw this and we do yeah. that. And then she's and like, what about X, Y, Z? Don't yeah. worry about it. We'll figure it out. How about we do this to, to close this out? Okay. Ready? Yeah. Ready? Ready. Uh, Jessica, cover your ears. Oy. Oh, Oy. cover your ears. Okay. Are her ears covered? She, just her ears, her eyes are we're closed. Gonna, gonna, it's like the one thing that she's not supposed to do. <laughs> we're going <laughs> to blindfold her. Uh huh. Yeah. And we're just going to get her on. You're going to be like, 
babe, just pack your bags. We're I, going no, no, somewhere. Hold, I, I'm going to stop you right there. I've tried this before, Susie. <laughs> I've tried to kidnap my own wife before. Kidnap? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've tried to like get on, get packed. Like If it, Susie's there, I'll, I'll be fine. Yeah, okay. That's, <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> no, you did. Well, a, I, I, I think you did a great job of like just explaining those things that a lot of times goes with, I don't know, I guess we'll figure it out. You know, it's like, like we go in with such, I don't know, like when we, when we first got on an airplane, she's like, what's the rules? And I'm like, I don't know, dude, like we'll, fight, we'll figure it out. Like we got into this but country. It, but I like, feel I don't like know. it's different. Like an airplane, it's just like a couple hours and then you're, that's not your vacation. But like even with know? the cities but, that we got to, the but, countries that we got to. Yeah, but like, this, the whole cruise is your vacation. Yeah. <laughs> so you kind of have to be on board, <laughs> literally. <laughs> when you're ready, Thank I you, am Susie. here. And I, again, thank you guys both so much. Like, I really can't wait, whether it's cruise or not, to meet you both in person and to hang out. And um, I know it's a matter of time. And you guys are amazing. And, again, thank you so much for being my first guest on my podcast here on Countdown Travels. And I'm going to link your information here on the podcast episode so that people can give you guys a follow. And for those of you listening, they provide amazing services. Uh, Jesse, do you want to share really quick what you guys do for other people like myself? Appreciate that. So, um, you know, this, we started all as creating just a podcast, but now at the 5050 media, it has evolved to just truly doing, a the done for you step-by-step podcast launching service has really been the main bread and butter. So specifically with folks who have a business, like in this case with Susie, right. And they want to promote that business, but at the same time, do it in a way that, you know, a creative outlet, a creative outlet that can be done at their own pace. And you don't. Know, you don't want to be overwhelmed. Like, how do I start with this and this and this and that? We help. We help with every step of the way. And, you know, so far that we've been getting a lot of great feedback on that as well. And Susie, we appreciate, you know, you trusting us with this yeah. project because this is like your creative baby. And this mm-hmm. is, you know, this is not something that you just like want to just trust anybody with. So thank you for trusting in with us, you know, and uh, just uh, taking that journey yourself because you're now on the podcast journey. Yeah. So thank you. <laughs> Well, you guys are the best of the best. And again, please uh, contact me if you want some more information or how to get uh, connected with uh, the 5050 or if you feel the message them. Again, I'm going to link their information here on the episode description. Again, you guys, thank you so much. I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. And um, I hope to talk to both of you guys very soon as we're going to book your cruise. Okay. Thank you, Susie. (laughs) Thank you. Big thank you again to my friends at the 5050 Podcast. Jesse and Jessica, it was an honor having you guys as my very first guest speakers here on my Countdown Travels podcast. Can't wait to see you guys on a cruise ship. If you like this one and want to hear more, please give me a follow and would love for you to give me a review. Let me know what you think of this Countdown Travels podcast. Until the next one, my friends, stay safe and I will see you soon.